The Rams have signed a new kicker. We have a Darian Kendrick update, a new wide receiver three, and should Sean McVay get consideration for coach of the year? That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley? Welcome to the episode of Lockdown Rams, your daily podcast covering your Los Angeles Rams, free and available wherever you hear podcasts. Lockdown Rams, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube. So if you haven't yet, do us a huge favor, join the party and subscribe to Lockdown Rams YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade, SI, Dodgers Nation, 24 7 sports. Now the Rams four locked on. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre half and post game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams, the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we have a new wide receiver three who has he overtaken. We're going to talk about. Sean McVay as a potential coach of the year candidate. Should Sean McVay be the coach of the year? We got some updates on Darian Kendrick, a new kicker. Lots going on at Jam Pack episode of Locked on Rams. But first, this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. These are the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So, Travis, we're going to get right into it. Lots of news this morning, just within the last hour. The Rams have added Mason Crosby, former Packers kicker, the all-time points leader for the Packers. It looks like he will be overtaking Luke Haversick. It's only a matter of time, but clearly they're looking to correct this kicking situation. Well, I think it's interesting, right? Because a couple, a couple of different things. Number one, clearly Luke Haversick was not the answer. You, you can't miss field goals that are under 45 yards regularly. You might be able to miss one over the course of, excuse me, a 17 game season, but you certainly can't miss one a week, which is what it felt like Luke Haversick is doing uh, that they got Mason Crosby, I think is, is good news. You know, he hasn't kicked this year. He was with the Packers for, you know, forever and ever, basically. But he obviously has been around the league a long time. He's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment. So that's very good news. I think the best part about this, if, if I'm looking at this super optimistically, and I think all the everydayers know that I'm nothing if not a uh, perpetual optimist around here, is that uh, the Rams think they got a shot. If they didn't think they had a chance to not only make the playoffs, but maybe give somebody a, a run in the playoffs, they're not doing this. If, if this was, this is the first thing. How many times have I said, DMAC, that watch what they do. Don't listen to what they say. Well, what they just did was, is they tightened up a position that was clearly a weak link in their chain, right? This was clearly a problem that they had. The offense has been pretty good. It's been very good the last couple of weeks. The defense has been pretty good all season long. Well, the special teams had not been, and now here we are going into the home stretch that they got a kicker that we'll see whether he's any better or not. I mean, no one else signed him. There's other teams with kicking problems, but I can't imagine it's going to be any worse than uh, Haversick. 
Absolutely. And this team is proving once again, they're doing everything they can to try to win this season. You addressed the backup quarterback role a few weeks ago with Carson Wentz. They tried to fix the kicking situation. Haversick definitely was worth a try. The leg was definitely there. It's just, he's not an NFL kicker. He's no. proven that. And look, the unfortunate thing in this league is you don't get too many opportunities if you are a kicker. And he's seven to 10 on his field goal attempts, 10 for 11 on PATs this year, but he missed another kick on Sunday. So he's just not going to cut it. And if this team wants to make any noise in the playoffs, those games can come down to a field goal. Those points are at a premium. And it was also reported by Mike Garofalo of NFL Network that the Rams are going to activate him to they're going to elevate him. So he tweeted out the Rams are signing veteran kicker Mason Crosby to their practice squad with the intention of moving him up to the active roster in the near future. Sources say after 16 years kicking for the Packers, 39 year old Crosby will suit up for the second for his second NFL team. So first of all, this guy is beloved by Packers fans. I had a friend text me this morning. He's a Packers fan saying, take care of him. You guys better respect him. He's very beloved in Green Bay. And like you said, I think you made the best point about this is this gives this group even that much more confidence knowing how much they believe in this unit when everyone expected this team to be a bottom feeder and being a top five pick, right? So I love this move for the Rams. We also got some news about Darian Kendrick this morning. So Darian Kendrick, of course, he was arrested on two gun-related misdemeanor charges in October. He was pulled over on a traffic stop. And they found a loaded firearm in his car. But on Tuesday, the Los Angeles judge granted him a one-year diversion program, which required him to complete 20 hours of community service on a gun safety program. And according to Patch.com, Kendrick has already completed the gun safety program. So on top of that, he cannot use or own a deadly weapon as part of his judicial diversion program. And if Kendrick abides by the terms of the program, the two misdemeanor charges will be dismissed. His next court date is March 13th. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is a positive outcome for Darren Kendrick and the Rams. He's someone who clearly has turned his season around, and it's good to get this distraction behind the team. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that's more procedural, I think, than anything else. I don't think there was ever any, you know, situation where he was going to miss a bunch of time or anything like that, but it's good, right? You never know what's that little thing that's in the back of somebody's mind or maybe in the front of somebody's mind that is taking just that little teeny bit of focus off of whatever it is that maybe needs to get done so that it's over with, that he can move forward, I think is is really good news. Just real quick, Mac, I want to go back to the kicking situation that, that we were talking about a second ago. That I, I think that Rams fans and and, and Rams executives, they, they or I should say Rams executives and and, and Sean McVay, Les Snead, Kevin Demoff, all the guys that make these decisions, that they're envisioning a world where a very makeable kick gets missed against Washington, against New Orleans, against uh, you know the the New York Giants, and all of a sudden you don't you're you're out because your guy missed a 39 yard field goal. That that's what this is a hedge against. It's not you know necessarily that you got the second coming of Justin Tucker. This is a guy that's been around a long time. He's long in the tooth, but it's let's make the ones that you have to make. And I I can just already see you and me and every other Rams fan looking around saying, you mean that we're not in the playoffs because we missed a 42 yard field goal. That's really what just happened right here. And I think that with that, that that's what that was about with that adding Mason Crosby.
100%. I think this team realizes that, yeah, this offense is starting to click, especially with the offensive line improving, with the receivers getting locked in, Kyron Williams back, but you're not going to blow out teams, especially in the playoffs. Every single point matters. Every kick matters. And really throwing Luke Haversick in a situation in a meaningful football game, that does not give you a lot of confidence. That does not inspire confidence no. in this team. So, yeah, I like this move for this Rams team. I think that this Rams team has and this organization, quite frankly, has proven to the entire league that, look, we aren't going to be a franchise that's going to rebuild down to the studs in the traditional sense where you're going for high draft picks. Because why? We have the financial muscle. We have the resources. We are a destination marquee franchise that once they eat up that dead cap and you got the cap space, you have the draft capital that they're going to be able to rebuild and reload on the fly and get right back to being a contender. They don't have to do the roster build and construction strategies that other franchises in this league have to do. They want to win ball games. This is a competitive group. And this is another example of that. This is the best possible version of a rebuild, right? Think, think about what we're talking about. This team won the Super Bowl two years ago. They went for it again last year. It didn't work. They had injuries. Team wasn't very good. Just it was, it was a bad year, right? Okay. You had a bad year. You went five and 12 on the heels of winning the Super Bowl. Okay. The very next year is the, hey, what is this going to be like? Well, here's what it's like. You found five starters in one draft. You're in the mix heading in to the final month of the season. You're making moves that, that indicate that you think that you're going to be playing games into January. What's a better possible rebuild than that? You're going to get your first round pick back for the first time in a million years next year. You got a whole bunch of money to spend in free agency next year as well. If there was ever a perfect way to rebuild a football team, the Rams just showed you how to do it. Now, the next part is you got to go be really good again, win the division, go back to the playoffs, NFC Championship, Super Bowl. But if this was the down period, one bad season, look, regardless of what happens from here to the end of the line, this has been a successful season. It's been a successful season by just about every metric. And if they get into the playoffs, forget about it. It really, it really is a masterclass in how to put together, put together a football team on the fly. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about the Dodgers before the show. It's interesting how this almost mirrors the Dodgers from last season, but on a whole nother level, because people thought the Dodgers were going to be good. They just didn't think they were going to win a hundred games, right? But they still had a ton of talent. Most people thought this team was going to win three games. Most yeah. people thought this team was going to get Caleb Williams or get a top five pick. So yeah, credit to this organization. I love to see the chip on the shoulder that they have. And really the word to me is pride. This organization has a lot of pride. Here's another example of that. But so lead us into our next segment, which pretty passionate about because look at the odds this morning about Sean McVay and where he stands as far as the coach of the year candidates. And I think he needs to be much higher on that list. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. Let's talk about the Skylight Digital Picture Frame, right? there. There's a group of people in your life, I can almost guarantee it. If you're a parent like me and you, you're, your parents and grandparents and everything else, they always want to know what's going on with your kids. They always want to know what's going on in your life. And maybe you don't want to put everything on social media. This is where the Skylight Digital Picture Frame can come in, right? It's really hard to make sure that you're getting everything to everybody that needs to see it every single day or weekly or monthly or whatever. And now you can do it with the Skylight digital picture frame. You don't have to sit down next to him on the couch and flip through your phone while you're doing. Skylight is a touch screen photo frame that you can send photos to straight to your phone 
and they appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open, so when it's unwrapped and plugged in, the most treasured memories will appear right on that screen. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. We're confident that you'll love Skylight. They are offering free 120-day returns. Over a million happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews are available in over 30 countries. Recommended by the Today Show, Forbes, New York Magazine, and more. And as a special limited time offer for our listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.lockedon to get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com slash locked on. And we are off and running here on Lockdown Rams. Thank you for being a Lockdown Rams, your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Lockdown Rams, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to our everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you. And join the Everyday Listeners Club too. Join the club. Membership is 100% free, and you won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, Travis, here in our second segment, we're kind of talking about overachieving today and how this team has proved the experts wrong this season. Well, I looked at the odds this morning for the coach of the year candidates and Sean McVay is nowhere to be found. He's behind Dan Campbell. Who's the favorite followed by D'Amico Ryans, Mike McDaniel, Shane Steichen, Nick Sirianni, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur and Sean Payton. I cannot believe that when you look at this Rams team, when you look at where they are defensively heading into the season, people thought this was going to be one of the worst defenses in NFL history. They were projected to win around six games finish with the Cardinals towards the bottom of the NFC West. When you look at the rookies, the inexperienced players on this team, I think he's absolutely deserving of some votes. We'll talk about the other candidates here in a second here, but I definitely think he's being disrespected. He should absolutely deserve some consideration if he gets his team to the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think this is one of those classic examples of two things can be true at the same time that sound like they're opposites. I, I don't think he's the coach of the year, and I think that it's also one of the great jobs that he's done as a head coach in this league, and that's coming from somebody that won the Super Bowl, right? That's somebody that's been to two Super Bowls in this first six seasons in the league, first five seasons in the league. That So when the bar is set that high, when you go to the Super Bowl twice before you've turned 40 years old, it's pretty remarkable. When you're still the youngest head coach in the NFL after having your seventh season as the head coach of the Rams, it's a pretty remarkable resume. I think he's being measured against that. So by his standards of, you know, team success he's going to come up short this year because you know maybe they're over 500 maybe they're not maybe they're in the playoffs maybe they're not but for guys like you and for me i think that we realize what the job was this year this was not here's a team with 10 all pros go win the super bowl this was here's a team with a couple of guys anyone's ever heard of go not be terrible and they've and he's accepted it and i think what's the most important part about Sean McVay's tenure here in Los Angeles is the culture that he has created, the professionalism that they've created, the ability to, like we talked about a second ago, rebuild on the fly without bottoming out. I, I don't want to pile on the Chargers here because I don't think anybody cares about the Chargers. But the fact of the matter is, look at all the talent they have and look at what they put up on as results. It's a joke. And it's because they don't have culture. It's because they don't have a leader. It's because their coach is a bozo that you look at what the the Rams have done the culture the leadership the 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 the, the strategic elements of it 
he doesn't miss a trick. And I think that you're really starting to see it because when you had Todd Gurley and Aaron Donald and the first overall pick and Jared Goff and Andrew Whitworth and Brandon Cooks and, you know, Robert Woods and Eric Weddle and all these veteran guys, you're like, yeah, yeah, he knows what he's doing for sure. But, you know, I don't know. Well, this is not that team at all. And he still has him competing at a very high level. And, and I think he's done a masterful job. He won't win the award. I don't even know if he should win the award. But when you look at what he's done with this team this year, it, it's an incredibly an incredibly satisfying result to a season that really could have been ugly and it hasn't been. Yeah. And I think that this team in this season and how it projected was just what he needed at this stage of his career. If you yeah. had a complement of weapons and you're talented and you're stacking the roster and it's Super Bowl or buzz, I think that it was a little stale in the sense that that's all it was about because you don't need to teach the Von Millers and the Jalen Ramsey's right. anything. Now he's back to his roots of being a developer right? It's selling Steve Ballmer developers, developers. No, but like, I mean, when he's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So just getting back to his core values and teaching, I think he's re-energized. I think I get the vibe of Sean McVay back when he took that four and 12 team and turned them into an 11 and five team. And that was the Sean McVay that coached with an edge. I think he's back to his roots from that standpoint. So look, I think that people appreciate that this podcast, yes, we are Rams fans, right? We're part of the Ramley for unbiased and I'm not asking for him to win the coach of the year. I just want to see him at least get some votes because he deserves it. But I will say, if you can take a Detroit Lions team and make them a two seed, you absolutely deserve coach of the year. Dan Campbell, I think, really deserves it just because, look, first of all, you know, he was on that 0-16 team back in 2008. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the Detroit Lions. This is one of the worst franchises. I mean, JFK has only missed one Lions playoff game, <laughs> right? I mean... If he can get him to a two seed, just look at that. No playoff wins since January 1992. No division title since 1993. Wasted Barry Sanders. Wasted Megatron. After trading your franchise quarterback to the Rams, he wins the Super Bowl. So I'm still okay with that. I think D'Amico Ryans also deserves strong considerations. Shane Steichen as well. But still, like you said, I think this is the year that really made Sean McVay fall in love with coaching once again. And I think next year they're going to be back to being a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think you mentioned, you know, just there's a little bit of McVay fatigue perhaps around the league yeah. because he has been the, the golden child really from the moment that he came in because of the success that he's had and well-earned to be sure. But it's like, all right, we've talked about him winning the Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl. Is he going to TV? Is he not going to TV? It's like, okay, that's, that's enough of uh, Sean McVay and they're going to move on to the next thing. Um, I'd go with D'Amico Ryans myself because the Lions coming into this season were supposed to be good. Now they are, and for all the reasons that you laid out there, but this at the end of last season, you could kind of see the Lions coming a little bit. You could kind of see that they had a lot of good pieces in place. Jared Goff was starting to play at a high level. You got Amon Ross St. Brown. You've got Penny Sewell, who's one of the best tackles in football. You got Aiden Hutchinson, who can go get the quarter. You got a lot of really good pieces on that team. Uh, and I'm taking nothing away from Dan Campbell, who's a crazy person, but a very likable crazy person in the process. But the Texans were not supposed to be good. The Texans were, you know, we're talking about, hey, could they get the, the first pick again? They might go to the playoffs. And, and with a rookie quarterback, no less, and a rookie head coach, uh, I, I think Tamika Ryans has done a fabulous job. I think absolutely it's going to come down to him, Dan Campbell. I'm just saying the Lions – the two seed, I don't think <laughs> ever seen, would see that. So I just give For all sure. the credit in the world. I mean, this is a franchise that has been bereft of anything positive, but I guess the Texans, they haven't won a Super Bowl as well, but yeah, they've been fantastic. I mean, Stroud could easily win MVP. He's going to win offensive rookie of the year. Hopefully Puka is going to be a lock to finish second, but I yeah. think it's not just the culture stuff. It's just also in recent weeks, 
Sean McVay, what he's done from a game planning standpoint has helped this team win games. You're seeing them spread the ball out more going up against that ferocious pass rush against the Browns. Matthew Stafford was getting the ball out quick last week, 2.42 seconds to get the ball out. That was the fourth fastest of the week. You saw them chipping with tight ends and running backs on the inside, on the outside, moving the pocket around. I thought it was fantastic. Only had two pressures from miles Garrett. So I really think that not only has he basically got these rookies to believe in themselves, but also you're seeing from a tactical standpoint, he's executing as well. And I think you're seeing these rookies too. It goes to a point, every rookie, it feels like they go from thinking about what we're doing to just doing. Now they're in the doing stage. And I think Sean McVay gets a lot of credit for that because he shows them that TLC. You got the veterans modeling the way. And I just think that you just can't overemphasize the impact he's had on these young players. If they win on Sunday, if they be, if they find a way to beat the Baltimore Ravens, and it's it's a tall task, and I'm not I'm not calling my shot right now, but I but I think what's happened is we've gone from a all right, there's no chance there to a yeah maybe you know what I mean, and, and if if they can put together a performance like they did against the Browns, where they can keep Matthew Stafford healthy, if they can involve a guy like Demarcus Robinson, who I know we're going to talk about coming up here in just a little bit. That's game changer. And all those things that we're talking about with Sean McVay might come right back to the top because if all of a sudden we're heading into week 15 and the Rams are seven and six and the Rams are competing, maybe not just for a six, for that, that, that seventh playoff spot, but maybe even in that sixth playoff spot, I think you might see some more people talking about, I don't think he's going to win, but beat Baltimore and things get really interesting really quickly. Yeah. And also I want to just add to that. A lot of the Raheem Morris, haters out there. They're Homer Simpson into the heads right now. I mean, yeah. the way the success that he's had, he's been phenomenal. I mean, question is, when does he become a head coach? Well, DMAC, I'm so glad you said that because it's, I look at it on Twitter during the game. Like, what do we do guys? He gave up less than 20 points again for the fourth consecutive week. Are there big plays against the Rams defense? Yeah. D- does anybody else watch any other NFL football? There's big plays in every NFL football game. Everybody hits a few. The only thing that matters is do you give up points and the Rams don't, and they really haven't over the last month or so. If you said to every team in the in the league, hey, you're going to give up 20, 19, 20 points a game. Do you want, you're going to give up 19 or 20 every game. Do you want that right now? Every last team in football would say, give it to me, and we'll take our chances, and that's what they're getting from Raheem Morris. 100%. Top to bottom, they've done a fantastic job. Like you said, if you can somehow go into Baltimore, beat the Ravens, I mean, maybe they finish with 11 wins this season. I mean, I mean, come on, that's a stretch. But you get to 10 wins, that'd be beautiful. I just wanted to see that 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 juicy Lions-Rams matchup, any way we oh, can yeah. do it. And then the Lions are going to still be without a playoff win since 1991. <laughs> but uh, coming up next, though, we're talking about that wide receiver three position because it looks like we have a new wide receiver three on the depth Good. chart. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, I got to talk to you about prize picks. I had a blast last night, right? I was playing prize picks, watching the Lakers and the Suns in the in-season tournament. And this is what makes prize picks so much fun. First of all, put the prize picks app on your phone. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And it's because it's awesome. It's because it's fun. It's super easy, too. You just pick between two and six players, and you choose more or less on their stat line. And you can win up to 25 times your money. For instance, last night, I had LeBron and Devin Booker over their projected totals. LeBron took care of me. Devin Booker just missed out. Didn't have a great night. But this is what's so much fun. Even if the game's been decided, you still have a lot of things to keep your eye on. 
And of course, Prize Picks has all sorts of cool stuff. Like you can combine leagues. LeBron James and Travis Kelsey, 10 and a half combo of threes made and receptions. Who doesn't want to do that? You even get a reboot policy. So if one of your players gets injured, if they don't come out for that second, the player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only DFS sports platform with that kind of insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy at Prize Picks. And after you do that, go over to your FanDuel app, right? Check out FanDuel right now because as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. You heard me right. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time <clears throat> to get in on the action. The app Super easy to use. A wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. One more time, FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LockedOn, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our final segment, feels like a little tiny depth chart shakeup here at the wide receiver three position. Of course, 2-2 Atwell for the most part of the season. It was Cup, it was Puka, then it was 2-2, then it became Puka taking over that number one spot, then Cooper is not penalty playing at 100%, but that's really your top two. But he had really solidified himself in that number three spot, but now it's looking like Demarcus Robinson is getting more opportunities. In the first 10 games of the season, Tutu played 67% of the snaps against the Cardinals in week 12, just 36%. Last week against the Browns down to 39%. Demarcus Robinson playing 60 and 59% last couple of weeks. So he was productive, had the touchdown. He had 55 yards and had that 30-yard reception on second and 20, a big play. Atwell had one catch for nine yards, did draw that pass interference, but does feel like he is eclipsing him on this depth chart. Well, think about this, right? This kind of goes together with what Mason Crosby coming to this team means. As you get closer to bigger games, as you get closer to more, you know, high leverage games, end of the season games, potentially playoff games, what does every coach in the world want, regardless of sport, right? Think, think about a basketball team, think about uh, a, a baseball team, even a hockey team with their goalies and things like this. I need to know what you're going to give me. I need to I need to be able to trust you. I need you to be able to give me a, a performance that I can count on. It doesn't have to be an A+. But if I'm if I'm asking you to give me a B minus, I got to be damn sure I'm getting a B minus, and I think that's what Demarcus Robinson is. Two two is kind of boom and bust. I don't know if any defensive coordinator in this league is up at night trying to figure out what to do with two two Outwell. I just don't think that's what he brings. Is he fast? Sure. Is he make some plays? Of course, and, and and that's fine. But Demarcus Robinson has played in and won a Super Bowl, 
This is a guy that's been in really big games with big moments with everybody watching. And I think you're starting to see Sean McVay kind of tighten up, you know, the proverbial rotation as to who can I trust? Who can I put in moments that I know is going to read it right, that I know is going to go the right way, that's not going to pick up a penalty, they get, whatever that thing may be. I think Robinson is probably a safer bet in that kind of role than Tutu Atwell is. Yeah, and Sean McVay mentioned it. He talked about how well he played at that X receiver position that he was going out there and executing. Also, he talked about his size, that he's a big target, yes. his range, right? I mean, Tutu Atwell got great speed, lighting quick speed, not the biggest guy in the world. And I think also it shows the evolution of Sean McVay's offense where you're just going to spread the ball around. You had seven receivers make a catch on Sunday, right? So I think we've seen the past 11 personnel. You really stick with those three guys in the tight end working the running back. But I think you're going to see, unless you have true guys that are taking over those spots, that he's going to ride the hot hand. And I like that. And Demarcus Robinson, he's the hot receiver right now. Well, I think it's it's transition, right? And, and for all the best possible reasons, this team has transitioned from, hey, let's see what we got. Let's see if we can develop some guys. Let's throw some guys out there and give them a bunch of reps and see if they're NFL caliber players to, hey, we got a shot. We, 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 I, I can't necessarily continue to try to figure this out. I got to know what it is that I have. And Demarcus Robinson is that. Is he an A wide receiver? No. Is he a C plus? Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? And and so let's put that guy in there because you know what it is that you're going to get. There is no more ambiguity. These last five games are super high stakes. And and with Tutu, you might get a day where he gets, you know, kind of that A-level performance. But you're also, we, we've seen it, right? This is his third season. There's just a bunch of days where you don't even hear his name called. Marcus Robinson was a big deal against the Browns. He did a really good job. Uh, I'm not surprised that this is happening. I, I, not to pile on the guy, but I've never been a huge 2-2 guy uh, for the reasons that you just mentioned. The, those really small guys like that give me pause. Uh, I'm excited to see if Demarcus Robinson continue to play at a, at a relatively high level. And, and and again, it's just another brick in the wall of the Rams see that they're close and they're going for it. There's this, 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 hey, let's, you know, let's try it. What's the worst that could happen? Well, what the worst that could happen now is you could lose a game you're not supposed to and you miss the playoffs. That's what could happen. That wasn't on the table a month ago. It is right now. Yeah, and it's a good problem to have, right? If 2-2 can still take the top off the defense, impact the game with his speed, draw PIs, I think they need to find a way to incorporate certain plays and situations that really give an opportunity to make those plays and take advantage of that speed a little more. But another big key here is Matthew Stafford absolutely building some chemistry with Robinson. And when Stafford yes. trusts you, that's a whole nother yes. thing. We've seen it with Cub. We've seen it with Puka Nakua. And if he can trust you, that's going to absolutely increase your targets. And I think it almost falls under the same category as an Akella Witherspoon and some of these other guys that we thought were bottom of the barrel that you're scratching the bottom of the barrel, right? But really there are quality veterans they were bringing in that had some skills in Robinson. He had success with the Ravens. He had success with the Chiefs. So it was only a matter of time before he took advantage of his opportunities, making the most of it right now. And like you said, he's someone you could see making a big play in a playoff game. He's someone that definitely has that feel to him that he's going to go out there and compete and believes in himself. He, you say he's a C plus. I guarantee he thinks he's an A plus, right? Uh, for for sure. Team and, feel, right? No doubt. They all feel like that. And they all should feel like that. But I, I like what you're talking about, about a killer Witherspoon and a guy like tomorrow. Don't forget about Kevin Dotson. They went out and got yeah. a veteran guy right there. They go out and they get John Johnson. The third, another veteran guy that this is 
This is no longer a, hey, let's see what the kids are about. This is a, the kids that can, Byron Young, you stay out there. Kobe Turner, you stay out there. Puka, you do your thing. That okay, Cool, we've got, a, we've got a handful of guys. Darian Kendrick is starting to play much better football. So, okay, cool, you stay out there, but we're done messing around with what might be. We need to go for it right now. we got five games left in the season. Veterans are, if nothing else, they're reliable. You can you know what you're going to get from a guy that's been in the league for a long. There's a reason guys like Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods stick around forever. A, they're really good, and B, you know exactly what it is you're going to get from players like that, and I think that's what you're starting to see with a guy like Robinson. Yeah, and this time of year, it's always about, like, put the kids to bed. It's time to yep. win. But some of these kids, they're wise beyond their years. They're performing behind, beyond their yeah. years, like Luke and, and the rest of the game. You bring up Kevin Dots. I think we got to dedicate a whole episode on should they bring him back because he's been an absolute revelation. Got to give this team a lot of credit. I mean, it's amazing how many players that they hit on this season. It truly is when it comes to draft picks, free agents, trades. And they really didn't spend a ton of money. And really, they bit the bullet on taking, absorbing that $75 million in dead cap. So, yeah, credit to this Rams organization. One of those situations where you don't give them the credit when they do right. You only complain when it's a missed draft pick or things like that, right? Hopefully, the next one that they hit on is Mason Crosby. Because if that yeah, changes their point. special teams game, who knows, D-Mac? I, I never thought we'd be sitting here on December 6th saying to ourselves that, hey, you know, they're a kicker away from maybe upsetting somebody in the playoffs. But... That may be true, and Mason Crosby may be the answer. Absolutely, and yet to all the Packers fans, we're going to take care, and we're going to treat him right. right. We're not going to disrespect your Packers legend, Mason Crosby, but that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Rams. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. As always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, at Travis Rogers. And until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.